Well, Matt. Well, Dave. You know, we're within a week of the reunion. It's coming. It's coming. The Friends reunion is on its Mm -hmm. way. And Mm -hmm. I got a lot of feelings about it. And you know what? They're not necessarily the feelings that you are expecting me to have. Yeah. Yeah. But because you are a human being with a a soul and a good heart, they are... um, they're they're the the appropriate uh, feelings. We'll we'll get into yes. them more deeply with our with our guest Brian Moylan. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I share your concern. But more on that later. Um, more later. Uh, speaking of HBO Max, uh, let me be the one millionth to tell the world that Hacks is great. Yes, it's delightful. I've only seen the first one, but it, how great! I mean, I, uh, it's the show that I'm, I wanted. I I could not love it more. I laugh out loud multiple times an episode. A rare thing. Um, I just fucking love it. Jean Jean Smart is uh, is a genius. Oh, uh, to I'm, have I'm, her there and uh, are you watching Mayor of Easttown? No, no. Oh, now that okay. is appointment okay. for me every okay. week. Okay, okay. I'm sure it's great. Just haven't done it. It's so it's, good. And well, okay. you're not getting a ton of Gene Smart in that, but, uh, you know, sh- I'll take her anyway I can get her. Absolutely. Absolutely. For us to be watching anything with a script is is wild right now. We have not had the attention span or the emotional bandwidth for any kind of story arc longer than, you know, what goes down in a, in a, uh, uh, a, a, a quick challenge at uh, the great pottery throwdown or whatever sure that's about as much as we've been able to handle but we took on hacks and so far i just fucking love it everybody watch it hbo max i can't wait to watch more Mm -mm, um mm -mm. we what else are we watching i'm the only person who's still watching handmaid's tale you're not on the handmaid's tale train right no, absolutely. No, not. I, so I genuinely don't said, know a single no. person who. Uh, it's mm-hmm. brutal. It is a punishment, yeah. uh, like over and over again. And this is season four, and it's just as relentless. Although I will say, we had a breakthrough this week on the show. Something oh. big happened. Something okay. that you you've been waiting to happen for for the last four years has finally happened. So, you know, there is a little like a v- v- release valve of pressure here and there. Great. I still yep, love I it. can't handle the pressure. I can't handle the pressure. Not going to do it. Um, oh, hey, uh, listener, if you are listening to this on the day that it is released, May 21st, uh, tonight, at, well, at Dynasty Typewriter, but really inside your own home, we are live streaming the Friday 40 with special guest Ben McKenzie from the OC. Ryan Atwood, Matt McConkie, is going to be oh on God. our show. I'm, I'm dead. I am dead. I am looking at my own body from far above. Um, Frank Turner is uh, is going to be our musical guest. He sent in uh, an exclusive performance of his latest single. Um, that is all happening tonight, 9 p.m. East, 6 p.m. West, if you are listening on the 21st. Um, if not, I think the link is still good for a week or something like that. DynastyTypewriter.com is where you get all of that. Wow. I'm so excited. Were you, a, were you an OC person? Just start to finish. Oh, eh, wow. Start to th- end of third season. Same, yeah, and not even that far, but yeah. yes, yeah, loved it in the beginning, but fell off. Absolutely loved it. First two seasons, mm-hmm. impeccable. Me too. Un- would love for your real. musical guest to cover the theme song. Oh, wouldn't I that know be it's nice? too late to put in a request. It, is, it is too late. But. It is too late. But yeah, mm. yeah, we, we should have gone after Phantom Planet to be the musical guest. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna get a hold of Frank. Tar- I'm just gonna shoot my shot. I'm just gonna send a email completely out of the blue and i did and he said yes so the lesson is ask for things shoot your shot as the world what comes back get. to normal do it what a get frank turner the gathering is the new single and it's uh, it's outstanding uh but to keep things in the here and now brian moylan is our guest he is in los angeles to launch his book the housewives Speaking of gets, he's here. He's back. Third yeah. time, we believe. Homophilia Hall of Fame inductee. Yes. Delivers with uh, a jaw-dropping sex story every single yep. time. This is no exception. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get your mom oh. out of the room. Get your kids out of the room. That's right. Uh, get your copy of The Housewives mm-hmm. and uh, settle in. Brian Moylan. For Brian Moylan.
so what is this place? Where are you? Um, we bought an apartment like shortly before the pandemic because my husband was coming to LA like once a month. So we bought mm-hmm. an apartment. It's um, right across the street from the Chateau and it's um, like a 1920s Spanish style apartment building. Um, and uh, Jimi Hendrix used to live here. Ooh, and Marlon nice. Brando used to live here. Wow. And um, Clara Bow used to live here. All the stars. Wow, hey. And now Brian Moylan. Go great. And now Brian Moylan and uh, Christian Slater is our neighbor. Oh, that's right. And are you okay. running into him out in the like courtyard or anything? I don't believe he's here. Most of the apartments in the building are uh, people who live elsewhere. So like you right now, yeah. So right now it's me, and there's um, gays upstairs, young gays. Have you befriended them? Um, I say hi to them, but that's like as far as it's gotten. They are not on Grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the unit across the hall from us and the unit next door to us are both for sale. If either of you guys want to be neighbors, you're in the Andalusia. Interest. Very tempting. What have you been, Brian Moylan? We haven't introduced you properly, but you don't even need yeah, an introduction. Yeah, I mean, we're just yapping away. We're here, obviously, to because we need you here at least once quarterly. But also, we're talking about a little book called The Housewives that comes out on May twenty fifth. Um, I have a question. Am I now officially yes. the most frequent homophilia guest? For sure, I believe you are. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question because we've done live shows. You, we, how many, how many regular episodes have you? Do you know, remember? I think two, but then okay. I've done some Previously? live shows. Yeah, I've done two previous to this. So this third. is the third, and you've done a, a live show at least one. Yeah, if not more. Okay, because I want to say, yeah, no, you're definitely, yeah, Dr- you're, Drew Drogi's been on a couple times. Joel Kim Booster has been on more than once. Brian Safi, uh-huh. but I think you might be in the lead. I could take all of those queens in a fight. I just want that known for the record. I don't doubt that for a moment. And I want to see it happen. Uh, <laughs> so, so it is it is the weekend before publication. Yes. Let me let me in to your mind and your soul. How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good. I'm like excited for everybody to finally read it after I've been working on it for so long and talking mm-hmm. about it for so long, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I'm excited. And also like, you know, I love my Housewives universe, but I'm a little ready for this book project to be like done. And then yeah. like, yeah. you know, move on to something else. So yeah. And when you move on to something else, you're never going to you're never going to leave the housewives completely. Right? I mean, you we, you'll be oh, doing your no. iconic vulture recaps, obviously. Yes, we just launched a Real Housewives newsletter on Vulture that's going to be every two mm-hmm. weeks um, called the Housewives Institute Bulletin. Mm. You can sign up for it at vulture.com slash housewives. And so that'll be coming. Mine out. just came. You're welcome. I, I somehow I was just put on, on it. It just came. It just arrived. I didn't even well, know. Dave, yeah. uh, well, look, to peruse a newsletter every two weeks, you might be able to keep up without even having to watch anything. Maybe. That, Maybe. Yeah. Well, and you know, we get into all the news and gossip and whatever. So some of the more casual fans can just read the recap and get all of the Porsche engagement news, the Lisa Vanderpump's wine has bugs in it news. I didn't even uh, know that. Ex- pardon? Excuse me. Um, apparently, the uh, uh, liquor store in Las Vegas uh, took a picture of a bunch of bottles of Vanderpump Rosé with bugs in it. Oh, Jesus. Has she responded okay. to this? Uh, not that I know of. Well, um, it I- just kind of like broke yesterday. But th- this is, wow. these are the kinds of things you will learn from the Real Housewives Institute, the very important news of the day. Now, I feel like if you buy a bottle of Vanderpump Rosé, you got to expect a bug or two. I mean... That's on you. I can't think of any Housewives product that one buys expecting quality. Not a one. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, I've never tried a Skinny Girl product. She did have some candies for a while that were really good, but I mean, it's chocolate. Like, are you going to fuck that up? 
Well, yeah. I mean, I know that you are at your breaking point in terms of Talking Housewives. Oh, uh, and never. I, I just want to very quickly, Dave, I, I forgive me for this. I just need to get no. your top line thoughts on this week's Roni and Beverly Hills. So ju- just quickly for like uh, Beverly Hills, where are you at? Beverly Hills, um, I like that. The cast seems really big that we have, you know, a bunch of women. We've added Crystal. Uh, we have Kathy Hilton as a friend of. And Love so Kathy. I like that it's a more expansive cast because I feel like because of COVID, the past like couple shows, like Atlanta was only five women. New York's only five women. New Jersey was six, but there was nobody new. So I, I'm glad that we have some like shakeup and some dynamics. And of course, I'm very excited for the Erica and Tom of it all oh, to start unfolding. So um, Please explain. Um, so uh, Erica Jane, who is the Hustler of Beverly Hills, whose book yeah. I yeah, ghost yeah. wrote, her husband yep. Tom Girardi is in some legal trouble for uh, okay. uh, misappropriating funds. For a, of clients of his so mm. families of uh airplane okay. crash victims and like burn victims and whatever as um Dorit kemsley says on the show widows and orphans um oh. and and when this this kind of came up erica uh applied for divorce but it was while the season was filming so season started filming in october she files for divorce on election day so we have like a month and then Erica finally for divorce, moving out, and all of this stuff kind of breaking. And um, Dave, she famously is very withholding about her her life and her vulnerability mm-hmm. on the show, and all the other cast members are constantly digging at her. So the fact that this mm-hmm. is unraveling, you know, it, it, on the public stage while they're filming, people are very excited about. I mean, mm. the only thing better is when Jen Shaw gets arrested on camera. Oh. But we have to wait until 2022 to see that. We do. We oh. do. So, you know, at least we have Erica. And for is now. there, I'm sure I, there's not, but I have to ask is there any insight that you have on Erica's situation that we lay people might not? Um, I talked to her recently. Um, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to text her now that I'm in Los Angeles to say hello. Um, but uh, she said she was totally taken unaware by all of this. And, um, you know, and she's really kind of going through it. And I think they're still trying to figure out all of the legal and financial ramifications. And I think she's still like, unsure exactly how it's all going to play out so i think that she doesn't even know everything that we would like her to know if that makes sense right she's gonna need to write a follow-up book to this that's what i know and she's gonna need I'm somebody available. to write that with her i mean i would happily i mean so one of the real housewives ghost writers was on the real housewives of new jersey and she has a yacht where's what? my yacht I, well, it's coming. Better. Clearly, Shit. these people keep committing crimes. There, you get your yacht. <laughs> this is like has 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 even different strokes uh, put as many people into the prison system as the Real Housewives franchise. I mean, only one has actually gone to jail slash prison, and that was Teresa Giudice. Okay. But there okay. have been a handful of rests. There are a bunch of – there's actually a whole – like we did these little chapters like in between all the chapters in the book and it's all the housewives who have been arrested. Um, mm, okay. And it's mostly DUIs and surprisingly assaults on partners. Okay. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very – it's one of the many pieces of really useful information that's in there. Yeah, because a lot of them were like pre-Housewives, too. Like Nene Leakes was arrested for um, stealing long-distance phone service. What what does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah, how does that happen? I think she just like didn't pay her bill and somehow it became a crime. Wow. I don't know. But yeah, Mm. the the things you learn while researching The Real Housewives, let me tell you. Mm. Mm. Speaking of crimes... Can both of you tell me your thoughts on the promotional materials that were released this week about the Friends reunion? 
Well, I'm not sure. You know, they showed the three women together and then they showed the three men together. And I'm not sure who the World War II veteran on the far left of the men was. Oof. But it might have been Matthew Perry. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's uh, they didn't need to put that out into the world is yeah. kind of how I'm feeling. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, we all so, age, we all get older, but it's hard. Uh, oh, it ain't about that. It ain't more, about that. And I, but no. I, I, I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter being like, don't make fun of how Matthew Perry looks. And it's like, oh, I'm not concerned. I'm concerned about his no. health. I'm concerned yeah, about yeah. His like state how of he's mind. like, yeah, just like hanging yeah, there, like he's about to fall off the chair. Thousand yard stare. Um, it, yeah, it's okay. So the the reunion thing happened in a day, apparently, and then the people thing was the next day. And Matthew Perry looks better in the trailer for the event. Yep. I mean, we don't we don't see a whole lot of them, and obviously, it's going to be you know shined up and everything. But I I feel as though something happened in between the thing and the people thing, um, and I don't know what it is that happened. But it's just there is it's that um, you, you know it, it, yeah it's a it's a nursing yes. home stare. It's that and, he's, and it's like uh, casting. It, I don't know. It's like it, I know that it is a bad look to be. Um, speculating on whether or not someone who, you know, famously has struggled with addiction is like in their illness currently, but it's also just undeniable. And, you know, there's just, there's just one moment that I of course am, you know, down every rabbit hole about this because this is the moment I've been waiting for, for 20 years. But, um, there are so people released a podcast where they're based it's basically the same thing that's in the videos it's just like with the hosts talking more about it but there's a line that people have been quoting a lot where Matthew Perry is telling and what's supposed to be an anecdote about stuff that they stole from set and he says i stole a cookie jar but he says it in a way that is um extremely tough and i don't even want to imitate him it's it is and in the podcast you hear the the actual yeah well in the podcast you hear the actual audio where he says it one time and it's incomprehensible and then he says it again and you know what he's saying the video they did what i guess brian moylan would refer to as a frankenbite and used his anyway they 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 cleaned it up for the video so it even then it still looks terrible but I just feel like it's so reckless, it's so irresponsible to prop him up and put him out there when he's clearly so ill. Well, also, I feel like they had this journalist have three questions to ask the cast, you know, both the men and the women. And I'm not sure how she came up with these three questions, but I don't think that as a journalist who interviews people, those would be my three questions that I would ask. Not great questions. Not bad questions. questions. At what time between the end of the finale and right now were you most grateful to have each other as friends? And yeah, she was trying to get like, oh, when I went through my divorce from Brad, she was there for me and whatever. And it's like, no. And no one understood the question. And then the answers that you got were lousy because it was a lousy question. Yeah. It was a dumb question. It was a poorly phrased, not very good question. Yeah. If you want an answer about that, then just say, how did everybody, how did everybody the cast handle the Jen and Brad divorce, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's people, yeah. they have to tread lightly, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I was genuinely very upset about it because, you know, nobody wants this reunion more than I do. No, but I would rather never see it, never have it, than... And, and have him get the help that he needs, then have this, especially because it would be one thing if we were openly talking about it, if that was a big focus of the special, but obviously, I'm sure maybe they will acknowledge that they've all had their struggles, but like, we're not, they're not, we're not going to fully acknowledge the elephant in the room. And right. we're supposed to all as an audience pretend that we don't see it and celebrate this thing. Like it's just joyful tears and laughs and fun and games and good times when when this is happening, it's insane. Do we know how much they got paid to do this? I don't. But that's a great yeah, question. 
That should have been um, one of the three questions for People magazine. They're not yeah. Not a one of them needs it. No. Right? I should hope not. I mean, not. there's no no. So it's who's it for then? Yeah. You know, I, know. I mean if it's if it if it's for the fans, it's gonna bum the fans out. And I don't know that this is gonna give people what they want. Like I don't think you wanna see David Schwimmer, you wanna see Ross Geller and like where what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But that's like Right. Yeah. I'll take whatever I can get from them. Obviously, I want to see Jen in any way I can can have her, and I'm and I'm so happy to see them together, reminiscing. But not. Like I wish this. this was like a real housewives reunion instead of a friends reunion, where they're just like airing all their grievances and yelling at each other. I mean, that I would I would pay that to go see in a theater. For that's, sure. That's what we want. Um, James do, Corden's not going to give you that. Who, do we? Oh, James Corden's hosting it. Oh, yeah. James Corden is hosting. I don't know how many Americans know this, but in the United Kingdom, where I currently live, James Corden is reviled. Like, Mm, they hate him. They loathe James Corden. And that's why James Corden is in America, because the British people hate him. Why do they hate him so much? I mean, I I think he was young and kind of an asshole. Like, he was on the show called Gavin and Stacey, which was um, a very famous sitcom show about a uh person from the city and a person from the country who fall in love and then they he was like the best friend um and so he was kind of like the straight schlubby jack mcfarland as it were and Mm. um and i think he was just like young and kind of an asshole and was always saying stupid things and like being like young and cocky and full of himself and yeah they cannot stand him and um yeah so whenever he does well or does famous things in the U.S., like everybody on Twitter is like, "Oh, fucking James Corden again! What an fucking asshole!" Blah blah blah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want you all to know that now, when you look at James okay. Corden, to know that there is a whole nation, actually four nations, of people that loathe him. Uh huh. That that that's satisfying to my soul. Thank you for telling <laughs> me. It's not often that a Dave Holmes will openly tell you he doesn't like somebody. So enjoy yeah. it when you when you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to start beefs. We have considered starting beefs on this show, but well, we, don't, you we don't want to start a beef beefs. with. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it because that itself would start a beef. Do you have And ultimately it's just not worth it. Do you have any nemeses like in your personal life? Um yes, I do. Um would you like to tell us about one of them? Um, I, I only have one and, and it's apparently been going on for a long time, but I only just recently found out about it. Oh, so he, you were the nemesis of this person. You had no idea. Uh, yes. How did you find out? I myself, I don't think I have a nemesis. Um, I, um, somebody on Twitter. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's a kid I went to high school with and did not know. And I went to a very small high school. So it was like, it was hard not to know people in your class. And I didn't know, I really, nobody knew this guy. He was very quiet. He has since uh, gone on to become a, a college professor. And, um, and somebody who had taken his class said that he like absolutely unloaded about me for like 20 minutes. What about and what? What in the class were like, say? Just, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she, she like hit me up on Twitter and let me know. And I was like, oh, that's very strange. And then, um, and then I, uh, this was right around the time my book came out and he wrote a review on Amazon, (laughs) uh, about like think like factual things that he thought I got wrong about our high school experience or whatever. And he was like, um, you know, he said that high school was scary, but I've heard him on podcasts saying that high school was fun. Which is it? And it's like, well, have you fucking been a teenager? It's both. <laughs> right. So like the, high school is exhilarating and terrifying at the same time in the same moment. Especially if you're um, a closet homosexual teen. Absolutely. It's fucking terrifying. Do, and is this, anyway, guy, uh, so yeah, is so this, this guy, a gay guy? Doesn't fucking like me. No. No. Don't think so. No. But a writer, I'm assuming. He's, I mean, he's. No. 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 He's. Uh, no. He. Uh, has a medical degree. He's and he's he teaches. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I so I apparently made a, a, a terrible impression on somebody and didn't know it. Well, and if, now they if won't he's let listening, it go. I would thirty years love later. 
to hear from him. Oh, he, he must be. I'm sure he is. Oh, Red Table um, Talk with Dave and yes. his nemesis. Yeah, yeah. Who will go I'm ready. Um, and then, yeah, and then there are people who get all the jobs that I want who I, you know, hate for that reason. Yeah. James Corden really being one of them. Mm. Um, Matt, do you have nemeses? Oh, tons. But most of them don't, yeah, don't know that they are. Do I have tons? Yeah. No, I probably have like one and a half. But, okay. Uh, but are you going but, to name them? No, no. Because okay. I'm sure we'll have them on the podcast at some point and I'll pretend that we like each other. <laughs> Is it okay. me? Okay. Am okay. I yeah. your nemesis? How could, no. <gasps> Wouldn't that be fun? Never. That would be years. like a secret um, nemesis. I have a ton. You have a ton? Wow. Well, not a ton, well, but at least like a dozen. And there was like a, a few of them who were like Fire Island gays. And if one of my friends would be talking to one of my nemeses at tea, I would be like, um, that's a nemesis. You are not allowed to talk to that person. I'm sorry. And is it, wow. are, is it op- open? I mean, do they know that they're your nemeses? I don't know. I don't. I think that they probably know I don't want to mess with them, but I don't think that they know that I think about them as much as I do. But um, so uh, recently, my husband Google image searched himself. I don't know why, but he did. And he was like, oh, I Google image searched myself. And I think I found a picture of the night that we met because we met at a party. And um, and he it was a picture of a party we were at the same place the night we met, but it was not the night we met. But then I was like, oh, well, if we're Google image searching ourselves, maybe I should Google image search myself. So I did. And I saw that someone had posted the cover of my book on Reddit. And so I was like, let's see what they're saying about my book on Reddit. And so I click on it and I go to the thing and the main post is like, I don't know who this guy is, but I saw this book. Like, what do you think? Should I buy it? And all these people are like, oh, Brian Moyle is not funny and he's the worst and blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't buy it. And Bravo wouldn't talk to him and whatever, all the shit. And, you know, which is like what I would expect from reading the comments. There were a few defenders, but it was mostly detractors. But then I got to one comment and it was like, Brian Moylan is so problematic. He wrote Erica Jane's book and covered up for her crimes. And he outed people and was gleeful about it. And he was run out of New York City. I can't tell you why, because I signed an NDA for work. But he is a bad person. Do not buy this book. An NDA for work. Run out of New York City. Wow. Yeah, and, and said like my friend in London says everybody knows it, and I'm like, um, I was run out of New York City. I mean, I wish I was run I out of wish. New York City. I wish I was that interesting. Wow, what? I mean, what do you have to do to get run out of New York City? I mean, Harvey Weinstein's still there, but I was yes. run out of You're New York City. You're far worse. You're far worse. Oh. I mean, apparently, and we can't talk about it because we signed an NDA for work. So. Oh my God! So you do you've got some nemeses out there, but I mean you're an important you're a media figure. It's it's bound to happen. I mean it's true. I like to be controversial, and it's, but it's brave of you to oh, read a full Reddit post about you and your book. I have like kind of come to peace with it, and I want to say it's thanks to the Real Housewives because um, I realized that no matter who the Real Housewife is. There are people that love her and there are people that hate her. And the reason why we love them or hate them usually says more about us than it does about the housewife. And so I decided that if that's true of housewives, then that is true of me. And there are going to be people that love me. There are going to be people that hate me. And why they do either says more about them than it does about me. So I'm just going to keep being me mm. and do me. And, uh, you know, let you can love me or hate me. Okay. So you're going to read reviews. Yeah. Uh I think, like, for real reviews, like, if the New York Times mm. reviews my book, I'm going to read it. Like, people on Goodreads, uh, no. Okay. People, um, random people mm. on Reddit, I did that once, and I think I have read the best comment that anyone could post about me, so that's probably the end yeah. of that. No need so, to go back yeah. to Reddit. Yeah, yeah, no. Amazon reviews, no thanks. I'll monitor the number. I'll monitor my stars. Sure. But- mm-hmm. Um, did you read reviews, Dave Holmes, of your of book? New York. <clears throat> um, I read some. Okay. I read some. Um, I did not. I started reading. Um, so I was in like the Amazon program where you could get a, an advanced copy of the book if you reviewed it. If yep. you were like a prop, a popular 
if you, not a popular, but an active Amazon reviewer. So a bunch of people uh, opted in, and some gave it a good review, and some did not. And and of course, I was fascinated by the ones who didn't. Like, why did you bother doing this? And it was like the only I my book was the only book that they reviewed. It was like fully cat toy, cat toy, cat scratching post. My book, right? Cat toy, cat toy, and so that that was like I don't think it's worth it for me to be reading. Who was these. that professor? Um, it was that professor, fucking professor, who will go unnamed. What an asshole! Um, and then the real publications were mostly good, except for Publishers Weekly, and that's the only one that's on Apple Books. Of is course, Publishers Weekly yeah. hated it. Hated it. Interesting. Um, Baffling. Yeah, and it's like, and it's the only one that is on my Apple Books thing, and I wish I could swap it out because you know, a lot, a lot of people do that? liked it. Can't we write a petition? <sighs> we should be able to. But who's using we Apple Books in this day and age? That's that is my saving grace is that nobody will ever use Apple Books. Thank God. Um, anyway, Brian, your um, journey I, to yeah. getting this sold and published was a rocky road and you write about i mean people you you write about it fully in the book uh about yes. the challenges you ran into with bravo and everything so people should people just have to read the book if they want the full story but can you tell us a little bit about that journey um so basically i had always had a good relationship with bravo so when i was doing this this book i uh told them hey i'm doing this book you know just so you know Whatever. And um, and then they were like, oh, maybe we'll partner together. And we had some talks about it. And then they made an, us, my editor at the time, um, an offer and said, you know, we'll partner up with you. We'll give you all the interviews you want. We will help promote it, everything. But we want 10% of the book sales and full editorial control, of which my editor was like, no, you're crazy. Um, so they literally emailed every Real Housewife and every producer and said, do not talk to this guy. Um, oh. So then I, you know, so I found all these sources just by like cold calling and like looking up people on LinkedIn who had worked at Bravo and worked at these production companies and just like spending time like digging, digging, digging. I mean, being a real reporter, ugh, it's exhausting. I'd much rather just write recaps. But, going to um, going to BravoCon essentially in drag. Yes, I went in a disguise to BravoCon because so and then I was going to cover BravoCon for Vulture. And so Vulture emailed and asked for a press pass. And they were like, Brian's not welcome here. Like, you can't send him. And then I was going to write a story for The New York Times about how they were doing how reality shows in general were doing reunions during covid and they were like if brian's writing the story we're not going to participate and so we had to write the story without them and like all of this bullshit like high and low and whatever um but i will say they announced BravoCon um this week and the head of bravo pr sent me the um press release and said at least you won't have to sneak in this year so i don't know if um. that me if that's like I read your book and I still hate you or if that's like a cute, you know, whatever, but yeah. So it's an olive that's what's branch. going on with me and Bravo. Yeah. Well, we'll we shall see. We shall see. Well, it, um, you know, yeah. you get into so many behind the scenes. I mean, it, it it's, um, you know, mandatory reading for housewives, fans and non fans alike examination of this whole like slice of pop culture history it's so so and it's the brian moylan signature voice that we love the blend of the snarky and the sweet um but when you uh give us some of these you know tidbits and you're spilling some of this tea there are a couple mentions of andy for example that are i would say there's it's a a, a playful jab here and there yeah is that a conscious choice um, yeah, I think so. And like, obviously, I think I love Andy. I think he's become a very good host watch what happens live. I think he's great at the reunions um, and was, you know, very formative in making Housewives what it is today. But I think that fans a lot of times will be like, oh, you know, Teresa's only on Real Housewives of New Jersey because Andy likes her or, oh, Andy does you know likes this person or doesn't like this person or andy did this or andy's 
whatever. They think like Andy is the puppet master, like Andy's in control of everything. And I think especially now, since he's left Bravo and just kind of uh, does the reunions and watch what happens live, he is not as in control as people think he is. And he's still an executive producer. He's still a voice in the room, but there are a lot of other voices in the room. And there are a lot of other people who's voices are louder than Andy's and who will overrule him. And I think he has been very upfront to his credit of being like, here are times when I was overruled and they were right. And so I I just kind of, I don't want to disparage Andy, but I do kind of want to puncture this idea that Andy is this all knowing, all seeing Svengali who has controlled the Real Housewives. Like I think that there are a lot of people who have controlled it more and have contributed more, but don't have the need for a public facing role like Andy does, um, who are a lot more quiet about it. Hmm. So that's what I think about Andy. And so I know you have a lot of juicy off the record um, sources in here, some on the record. Um, Who, who did you have the best time talking to? The people who I had the best time talking to were like, all like well first of all i loved whenever i got to be with the fans and like i went to BravoCon. i went on vacation with vicky gumbelson with like all these fans like paid to go on vacation with vicky um i interviewed all these people who do like podcasts and make merch and um have meme accounts dedicated to bravo like anytime i was talking to those people who are like people like me just like fans who made this thing kind of into their lives work for better or worse. Um, I like really love that. But um, as for the real, real people, well, I shouldn't say real world people, but for the people who have worked on the shows, it was all the producers and like editors and the people who are seeing it happen. Like I found that to be a lot more revelatory than speaking to the women themselves who are often kind of a little too in the mix and have like personal stake in it. Whereas the producers have oftentimes worked on a number of different shows for different production companies, worked with different women, had different roles and can speak about the experience more wholly and with a little bit of remove. And I found that to be totally fascinating. Can I back you up? What was your costume for BravoCon? Um, so, <laughs> so well, obviously, like the most noticeable thing about my face is my mustache. So I shaved my mustache, and oh, a tragedy. Um, I wear a uniform every day, which is like a suit, and um, so I wore jeans and a sweatshirt, and then I wore a baseball cap. It was a Detroit Tigers baseball cap because I went from. Halloween in West Hollywood with Matt McConkey, where I was dressed as Magnum PI. Oh yes, to BravoCon. And Wait, oh, was BravoCon oh that like the next day? BravoCon was like the weekend after oh. Halloween. It was like the first weekend in November, mm-hmm. and so I had bought this Detroit Tigers baseball cap to be Magnum PI for Halloween, and so I took that, and so I had my ball cap on and my no mustache and my schlubby clothes. But then, so like I stood in line to meet, take, have my picture taken with the cast of Real Hustlers of Beverly Hills and I get up to the front of the line and Eric is like, Brian! And so it like did not work at all. It was like the world's worst disguise. But um, I was just hoping that the PR people just like wouldn't notice me just to like get by, you know? I just and needed you enough. By. I mean, you, 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 you were Magnum PI undercover. Thank you. I mean, I tried. Magnum PI never would have shaved his mustache, though. True. Wow. Uh, I know. That what was our last have... Halloween, our last real Halloween, and it was so last much real fun. Halloween. That was so much fun. So that was 2019? That was Halloween yeah, 2019? Jesus Christ. I know. We're so what old. Is, what's the situation in West Hollywood now? What's open? Um, Are things open? Most things seem open, from what I can tell. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Hamburger Mary's looks closed. Oh, that's um, surprising. It's so, it seems like out, outdoorsy. And also, like, they're not that concerned about the health of the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, everything, like, all the bars seem open. Uh, Tom Tom is open. I went to Rocco's. Rocco's is open. The Abbey's open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And um, so walking by, everything seems open. And some of the places have moved their 
like that La Boheme place that's on Santa Monica. They like took over their parking lot and made it an outside like eatery. So it seems like a lot mm-hmm. of people still opting to eat outside or on the street. But I went to mm-hmm. the Abbey last Thursday for happy hour and it was bumping. Oh, I was in Palm Springs last weekend. I was talking to Renee about this before you got on that. Like I, one of my friends that I was with was desperate to go out and I was like, this is the last thing I want to do, but I'm sure it's going to be very like tame. You know, people aren't going to be out, out right now. Um, and we went to, is it Arenas Boulevard? Hunters yeah. had a line down the street to get in only because it was beyond capacity. I mean, people weren't just out. They were And were they the inside out. like cheek to jowl, no masks? From what I could see, it just looked like a, like a, a packed night without any rest- so but then we went to another bar where it was the normal thing where it's like you you have you you know you're not supposed to be mixing and mingling you're supposed to be sort of seated and you know as long as you are mask off is fine interesting girl i cannot wait to go to a homosexual rave let me tell you mm, come on yeah i mean you have you know Regular listeners of this show know that you have what I would consider an adventurous side. So I'm sure that this has been especially challenging for you in some ways. Yeah. What's so there what, what's is it, what's a, it been um, like? so there's a party in London called Adonis and it's like the cool kids like queer rave party where they all like go and take ecstasy and like dance shirtless and there's a back room and it's dirty and it's like super fun and it's very like east london like cool crowd and there was one like the weekend before lockdown and everyone i know who went got covid so and then once they did like then so all the cool kids in london were just like shagging through the pandemic because they were all like we got covid girl um and just having themselves a great time so i was like damn i knew i should have gone to adonis and just like (laughs) got covid and then literally gotten it out of your system yeah but um strangely enough for the past year and a half um do you want to know who i've been having sex with my husband kinky and only my husband's and how's that feel i mean it feels good uh like a vice let me tell you <laughs> um it's uh, like it's it's been different in that um you know pre-pandemic lifestyle my husband traveled a lot for work i would travel a lot like you know we were never together for like long periods of time and now we've just been like together in the house for a lot and um, yeah, so we've been um, enjoying each other's company. And so I'm ready. So we had this joke, uh, um, you know, they would do in the UK, Boris Johnson would have like uh, press conferences and talk about when things are going to be reopening or what the plan was, whatever. And so we'd always watch them. And then at the end of it, I would shout at the TV, when can I start taking loads? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so like every time there'd be a new announcement, it'd be like, can we start taking loads yet? Can we start taking loads yet? And um, yeah, I'm ready. I think in the UK, June 22nd is load day. So I'm load ready. Holiday. Here, you're, I mean, you're fully vaccinated. Christian's in London. You're here. Are you getting back into the swing of things at all? I, yeah, I've been like looking around, um, doing some exploring, but so far, like nothing um, has quite kicked off yet. So nothing past um, the discovery you- phase. Yeah, and like I'm kind of ready for it to be like a good one. Um, but I mean, you know, all this year and a half of building it up, building it up, I almost feel like you just got to go have a lousy one. That's true. It's like losing your then, virginity. It's like you just got to do it right. so like the stigma's off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that London was locked down a lot longer than most places, and it just got like really boring. And then one Sunday, I was just like, I need something to do that's going to be like different and fun. And I looked on um, some of the dirtier parts of the internet and found that uh, dirty masseurs were allowed, were holding clients at their house. And so I was like, um, I'm going to get a dirty massage. Goodbye. And left. And, you know, I need to know everything about that 
experience because I've never, I, I have never had it. So first, are you I have, I have another story for you and then we, we can get into it. And so, um, this was pre pandemic and, um, I was in LA setting up our LA place and Christian wasn't here. And, um, I came and the hot water wasn't working. And um, our, cause we live in this old building, the hot water heater is in the neighboring unit's basement. And the person who lives there was out of town. So it was like a week before we could get access to replace the hot water heater. So I was living here and, you know, exercising, not showering, and, you know, was like totally disgusting. And because I couldn't shower, I wasn't having any gentleman's time or anything. And so I told a friend of mine this, uh, who had been to LA recently, and he was like, you're disgusting. You need to go take a shower and recommended a very reputable spa in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And said, I, I went to this guy, we'll call him Chad, and he's very handsome, like tall, all-American looking, kind of doofy, which is like just my flavor. And he was like, you should go to him and at the place you can like shower and then you can shower, get a massage, go home. And I was like, this sounds like all I need right now because it had been like a week and I was disgusting. So, and I was like, is this like a dirty massage? And he was like, no, totally like legit. And I was like, okay. So I go and I get my massage and it's like, you know, towel covering everything, very discreet, you know, whatever. And then I um, roll over and he's massaging me and still towel covering everything. And he's getting like close to my nether regions. And because I hadn't been engaging in gentleman's time, I got a little bit excited. And next thing I know, he's like going for it and like shirt off pants down, like dick in my mouth, like whole nine yards, just like having at it. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I needed. And um, it was amazing. Was there any discussion? Was there any verbal anything? None. No, No chatting, like whatever. And then that was like it. And um, yeah. And so I left him like a big tip. Sure. Because obviously, but also it's like, so then I couldn't tell if like, he, you know, he does this to everyone, like for the tips, like if he liked me and if he's like in the business of doing dirty massages, why is he doing it? This very like reputable place. And, and your friend who yeah. recommended him said, no, it's not that. Right. And, um, and so then I sent another friend. And it was like, oh, my God, you have to, like, go to this guy. And the massage was good. Like, on top of it all, it was, like, a great massage and, like, whatever. And so then I sent my friend, and my friend had the same experience I had. So now I'm wondering, like, Chad, what are the economics behind your decision to give dirty massages out of this, like, very reputable place? And is the friend who recommended, who uh, we can assume did not get a dirty massage from Chad, like a different type? Are, are you seeing like a consistency between you and the other friend who did get one? Um, I would say that my friend who didn't get one is definitely open to a dirty massage and loves one and is of a similar type to me. Also has a mustache. So, you know, huh. there's that. But um, yeah, I'm not seeing like a wide disparity. And I mean, you know, I'm not unattractive, but I'm also... I mean, if you are at an upscale spot in West Hollywood, you're probably giving massages to like people who look like superheroes. And like, that is clearly not me. So, um, but, so I came back and I was like, oh, I'm gonna like, I emailed the place and was like, oh, hey, are you taking bookings? Like, is Chad still working there? And they were like, oh no, he moved away. And I was like, "Mm, sorry. I know, RIP, Chad. Yeah. I know, this, is a, was, this is a work for a, a journalist. You need to you need to call some sources. Oh you need God. to track him down. I know. Well, we were here for Christmas and like uh, places weren't open. But I was like, maybe if I look on all the massage sites, I could like see him. And I was like picture by picture, like going through yeah. looking for him and couldn't find it. But now I know why he moved away. You know, speaking of, and we haven't we haven't discussed this on 
uh, Mike yet. But uh, Nick Axelrod Welk, when he was on, we were talking Sean Cody, and I mentioned my love for early early Sean Cody, Zach. Uh-huh. A listener DM'd me on Instagram, found him. Found him in real life. He he renovates kitchens in Seattle. How does he look? Sent me the website. He looks great. He looks great. I get I, I get a slight born again vibe from the whole thing. I mean, totally. Which tracks? Yeah. Um, but it's it's incredible. Somebody d- fucking did the legwork, and I love it. When I worked at Gawker.com, we got a tip that Calvin Klein had this boyfriend who he had given all this um, face work to to make him look like young Calvin Klein, which is creepy. And they were like, he oh, was on Sean Cody. And, and I was like, what was his name? Whatever. And they were like, I don't know. So at work, at oh work, I had to go to Sean Cody and look through every model looking for this guy. And his name on the site was Zeke, which was the last name. So I had to look Zeke? through every oh. single model on Sean Cody before I found this guy. And uh, yeah, and, and there it was. And we published that on Gawker.com. And Wow-y. the rest is history, I guess. Oh, holy um, cow. Wow. Yeah. Journalism so did that you, you have, have in this world. <laughs> have, did you have other dirty massage questions for us, uh, Matt McConkie? Well, when it, uh, my question, I mean, that is a great story. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, always, Brian always delivers when he comes. Um, no question about that. When you are signing up for a dirty massage and it's sort of out in the open, like you know that that's what the, the deal is, what does the actual transaction look like? Like you're on an app, there's there, there's pictures of them. You can see face and body and everything. Yes. And then, and, and and then what happens? So in the UK, the laws around prostitution are a little bit more gray. Um, and so when I'm there, people be like, here are your choices. Like you can just get a massage, it's this much. You can get like a rub and tug, it's this much. If you want like the full escort experience, it's this much. Like choose from the menu. And um you choose from the menu. And um, so you know what you get going in. Um, but I think some of the excitement with Chad was like not knowing what I was getting going in and then getting it and it being like awesome. But um, uh, but so in the US, like it, it, things are a little bit more like undercover. And right. so mm-hmm. you're always kind of like, waiting to see exactly where it's going to go, at least with somebody new, um, as yeah. opposed to, you know, if you go to somebody and you get a certain level of treatment, you can expect that level of treatment again, I guess. Yeah. I, I have a question and it's personal in nature, but I feel like we've, I feel like we've gone there. Yes. Uh, did Chad come? Uh, did Chad come? No, I don't believe he did. Okay. Wow. Okay. Really had to think um, about it. No, well, because the one who I went to in London, when I was like, I'm going for a dirty massage, he came. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, those are my two most recent. And um, how did he stack up next to Chad? He His massage was not as good. He was also hot, but in like a more conventional gay hot way, you know, like kind of like muscly and tattoos, which like is hot, but... I mean, I prefer like a kind of doofy, you know, like, like I've never done this before. Nerdy and, you know, mm, and like, a, and delicious. I'm like, yeah, into that. Whereas this guy was like, it looked like a circuit boy, which is like hot, but also, you know, like a little bit, dime a, a little dime a dozen. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, his penis was also significantly smaller. Mm. But well, I mean, um, I, I hope Chad is listening. If Chad, if you're out there, yeah. please uh, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your side of the story. Love to let the yeah. listeners know where where you are, how they can where we find can you. find you. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Chad is not his real name. I changed his name for. Oh. Um, but but Chad knows. Chad knows Chad who knows. he is. If he's listening, he knows who he is. Chad knows who he is. There aren't that he many people. In, at the, he's what in I'm Texas. Assuming. Oh, he's in Texas. Okay, we know he's that in much. Texas. All right. Okay. That's um. That's what Brian, Brian, it is Eurovision weekend. Uh, will you be watching? I 100% will be watching. I am a little sad that I'm here in Los Angeles and not in the United Kingdom to be watching. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yes, I will definitely be watching. 
Um, I do love it stateside because it becomes like a Saturday afternoon activity rather than a Saturday yeah, evening oh yeah. activity, That's which I think up. is like how Jesus really intended. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it's excited. got a brunchy quality here. Yes. Um, I am a little sad that the Iceland song from last year, the I want to know what you think about things mm-hmm. song is is mm-hmm. disqualified because it was like one of the best pop songs I ever heard. And the new song I'm not is OK, but not as good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I don't know that I love it. Yeah, I don't love um, it. And I like watch the video like ready for like, oh, yeah, I want Iceland to win. So but mm-hmm. next Eurovision Dave Holmes, I am yes. determined to go. Same. So Same. I hope that somebody good, a good country that I want to go to wins. Yeah. What's a bad country? Where, where would you not go? Oh, like Azerbaijan. I would not like to go to Azerbaijan. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, but most like maybe Hungary, some of the, some yeah. of the, like Poland, some of those like homophobic Eastern European ones. Not yeah. really. Russia, no interest. No, no I would not no. like to go to no. Russia. Uh, Poland did not make it out of the semifinals today. Um, um, I went. To- I think they were robbed. I enjoyed that song. Really, I only um, yeah. watch the finals. I don't um, ramp up to it. But um, my partner works for a company. They do a lot of entertainment programming, and they own the production company that makes the Israeli like Eurovision contest that sends the song to Israel. So um, I, I might have to use some connection. Well, they were like, Ooh. oh, you could come to the finals of Israeli Eurovision if you want. Yeah. Like, you could be a judge. Yeah. And I was like, yes, sign me up. I don't speak Hebrew, but I love Israelis. They're handsome and pushy, and that is exactly my type of guy. <laughs> I can't even remember. the. Oh, I, I remember the song now. It's a, it's it's decent. They've made the final. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and another bad country would be the UK because I already live there. And so, as nice as it would right. be to go in my um, backyard, I kind of want to go on a trip. Mm-hmm. So, it might be one of those things that is uh, Michelle Collins and John Hill went a couple years ago, and they said, in fact, when it was in Tel Aviv, I think, yeah. and they said being there in person was nowhere near as much fun as being at a party around it. So, like being in the host city would be great, and I would love to go to the final thing, obviously. But a lot of this stuff is definitely pitched to the viewer at home, and not as satisfying for the person. Are there in any person. gay bars in LA that show Eurovision? Uh, well, I don't know if, I don't know what is open and what Got is it. not, there but um, I've always had people over for it. Yeah. Cause, um, and this year it's on Peacock. Right. And cause I've always so watched it at a party in the U S but then, um, when I moved to the UK, like everybody, every gay bar shows it and it's like a huge party yeah, and course. everyone's there and they're like screaming and yelling. And it's like when you go to watch drag race at a gay bar, but like times mm. a million. And so yeah. it was really fun. I also went home with a really hot guy from Essex who made fun of my accent. No, thank you. Unacceptable. What? I know. Unacceptable. <sighs> well, Brian Moylan, what a joy. Uh, reigning champion of homophilia. Can't wait for mm-hmm. you to come back. Can't wait for everybody to read The Housewives, which is out on May 25th. It's on Tuesday. Right now. Tuesday. Thehousewivesbook.com. You can even buy personalized signed copies from Brian Moylan. Oh, is that right? What? Yeah. I'll well, even I, write a sex story for you in the front of the book. I want one of those. I want one of those. Maybe a I'm short one. one of those. A short sex okay. story. But I'll yes. be bringing my copy sex over haiku. Uh, next week to see your place and get one of those sex haikus. I mean, I will. Um, I'll draw my dick pic in it for you. I mean, I will do anything Great. to sell this book. Whatever you want, I'm here. He always Moylan. delivers. Brian Moylan. Thank you so much, Brian. It was a pleasure. Bye, guys. 